It's MKFM. Delighted to be joined by the CEO of the Family Law Group, Simon Leach. Simon, how are you? Good, thank you. Although a very wet morning it is, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, it is a very wet morning. Yeah, I know. Um, so, first of all, tell us a little bit about your role at the Family Law Group and what the Family Law Group do generally. Well, Family Law Groups are a firm of solicitors which specialise in the area of family law. Uh, we represent parents, we represent children, we uh, deal with all types of family law cases, whether it be disputes between parents, divorce uh, issues, financial matters arising from those from divorce, or uh, where local authorities are taking proceedings against parents. So quite a broad range, and I know it's that, that last one that we're particularly uh, going to be talking about today. So first of all, maybe you can give us an overview of what are care proceedings and where might you step in? Yes, care proceedings are usually issued by a local authority when it believes that a child in this area is at risk of suffering significant harm or has suffered serious uh, significant harm. What I mean by significant harm is it's serious harm, really serious harm. There are alternatives. There's a process called the public law outline process, which tries to divert parents from court proceedings where they're given an opportunity to improve their parenting. So care proceedings are seen as the option of last resort where the local authority needs to take proceedings to protect the child and there are no other alternatives. Presumably then that would be a situation where maybe a family has been monitored and it's it's not improved or would it be more of an emergency situation? It can vary. Uh, there'll be those cases where a child has suffered an inflicted injury and uh, the medical professionals think it's uh, not uh, accidental. There'll be those other cases which involve long-term ter- long neglect where yeah. the parenting does not improve. So it's a whole range of issues sure. generally. And who do you represent in those circumstances? Well, I and my firm represent both parents and children. Yeah. Um, we'll normally be instructed by what is called a children's guardian when representing children, although sometimes we'll take instructions directly from a child particularly when they have sufficient understanding of the proceedings and they uh, have a clear idea about what they want to happen. I mean, I, I assume many people will be reassured by that, that, you know, the, the, the child's best interests are being taken into account or what the child would like to happen going forward. Yes, uh, the, the role of the children's guardian uh, is an essential role in these type of proceedings because they're regarded by the court as experts but their role is very much to advise the court as to what is in the child's best interest, and they, they won't necessarily agree with the local authority. So uh, it's very much uh, a role which is there to ensure that only the best outcomes are achieved for children, and they're only removed from their families when it's absolutely necessary to do so. Yeah, of course. Now, I'm sure cases can get very complex, but just give us a, a, an overview of what these proceedings might look like, what form do they take and how it sort of generally plays out? Well, a a number of years ago now, I think it might be eight, uh, the uh, government stated that care proceedings should really take no longer than 26 weeks to conclude. That's because children's uh, plans and futures were being delayed. Uh, Unfortunately, what happened was the pandemic and uh, over the years, a number of cuts to both the uh, family justice system and support services so, uh, unfortunately, we're now seeing care proceedings taking anywhere between six and 18 months and sometimes even longer. Um, the backlog in the court system is about to be addressed by the senior ju- judiciary. My fear is that it will be to the detriment of parents who uh, seek to assert their right to effectively challenge the local authorities' plans for their child. So your concern is that cases might be rushed through? 
Yes, um, anecdotally, we're, we're hearing stories about evidence being limited um, uh, and uh, final hearings, uh, which would normally be listed for a number of days, being uh, reduced to uh, lesser days. And I, I think that's the fear, is that the right to a fair trial enshrined in uh, our law um, may be eroded. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens at the end of these cases? Like, what possible outcomes are there? Well, before uh, the court can make any decision uh, about the local authority interfering with the child's right to family life, the local authority must establish that the child has suffered or is at risk of suffering significant, in other words, serious harm, and and that this harm is a result of the parents not providing an acceptable standard of care to their child. Even when that test is satisfied, the court then has to look at what's called the welfare test or the welfare checklist. And it has to be satisfied that if a child is not going to remain within his or her family, it's because his or her safety cannot be assured and that there are no resources or support that could be put in place to reduce those risks. So it's very much a twofold test. And the senior judiciary are very keen to stress that a removal of a child from a family, his or her family is really a very serious step indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, definitely the, the, the last resort in terms of taking that action. But where it is necessary, what would happen then? Where it's necessary, the court will have a number of options. If the child cannot be um, cared for by uh, parents or uh, alternative family members, there are realistically two other options available. That's either long-term foster care or it's adoption. Long-term foster care is generally seen uh, as not suitable for children under the age of five, not least because um, the child will be subject to statutory intervention for the rest of the child's minority. And uh, the foster placement cannot be guaranteed for any period of time because it's subject to the vagaries of funding and changes in the foster carer's lives. So um, often when children under the age of five cannot remain, within their family, the court will look at uh, adoption. Um, uh, but adoption is very much seen as the option of last resort. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess none of these are, are desirable outcomes, but uh, yeah, adoption is slightly better than fostering in terms of long-term, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I mean, there is quite a lot of controversy around adoption, in particular whether uh, it, it's a successful uh, way of uh, resolving a child's permanence, but on the whole, um, the general view is that um, if a child can find a permanent family uh, with loving parents, then that's a better future than long-term foster care. Yeah, very interesting. Um, do you have to challenge local authorities to to make sure they're doing what they can to support vulnerable families? Yes, very much so. Whether I'm representing a child or a parent, the uh, the positions exactly the same. Um, in these times of austerity and cuts to local authority services, um, the very real concern is, does, do, does the local authority in question have the necessary resources to put in place a support package so that the child can remain with parents? Mm. Uh, I, I'm particularly concerned here with the vulnerable parents, the parents who suffer from learning difficulties, uh, the parents who may have drug or alcohol problems, and there aren't appropriate resources to address those problems mm. in the local authority area. In Milton Keynes, we're very lucky because uh, we have the uh, Drug and Alcohol Court, which is a specific service designed to help parents in such circumstances, and it's far less uh, adversarial and is about helping parents. And it's really where I'd like to see 
um, the family justice system going in respect of care proceedings and ensuring appropriate supports put in place. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I feel like um, I've learned a lot this morning about care proceedings that I didn't know 10 minutes ago. So thank you so much for your time. Um, before before we end, if someone is concerned about the safety of a child, what should they do in the very first instance? Well, if, if it's a local authority, they, they will have their own uh, lawyers in place. Uh, if it's a family friend or a relative, they should really be contacting the, uh, uh, the social services in their area. Uh, if it's a parent who's concerned about the local authority taking proceedings, they should really contact a solicitor um, as soon as possible, not least because um, funding is available for parents to be assisted not only with the public law uh, outline process, which is the pre-proceedings process, but also in care proceedings. Uh, it's not subject to any means assessment. Uh, parents are entitled to free with uh, representation irrespective of their financial circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are in uh, in need of support, do reach out to the Family Law Group, uh, where Simon Leach is the CEO. Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you very much.